Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we will have Dr. Chris Bergwald and Father Scott Trainer in the studio to talk about how you might be part of the of the diocesan vision, lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love, and a uh, event that's going to be happening at, at the end of the month that uh, will help you do that. First, we have Dr. Bergwald here anyway. <laughs> here I <laughs> He's am. just here all the time. Uh, all the time. We're going to have some biblical bites with Dr. B. Sounds good. So, uh, Bill, what Sunday in or- in, are we in? Oh. It is 28th. See, I just asked, Renee rolls her eyes. Okay, but it's Thursday and he's probably done TV mass stuff. So I that's probably why done he's done TV mass stuff. Uh, well, okay, he did it last week. So he knew last week. I did cheat on this. <laughs> so, 20th Sunday in order. So we're coming, we've talked about this before. We're coming down to the end of the day. Oh, yes. The, uh, 33 Sundays? Uh, 34. 34. I was going to say 34, but I don't know. Our Lord why. Jesus Christ, King of the universe. Oh, yes, that's right. We're getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Gospel reading from today is from Mark, and it's the uh, story of the rich young man. Okay. Um, what must I do to be saved? Mm-hmm. Or what? Or, or as Mark puts it, good teacher, he says to Jesus, what must I do to inherit eternal life? So we know the story. Many of us um, follow the commandments. I have, what else do I have to do? Go sell all that you have um, and give to the poor and then come follow me. And he goes away. Let me, at that statement, his face I... fell and he went away sad for he had many possessions. Mm-hmm. So what I want to focus on though is what comes next. Oh, darn. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus looked around and said to his disciples, how hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. The disciples were amazed at his words. Why do you think, Renee, do you know why? Why were the disciples amazed at Jesus' words? I'm going to guess it's because <clears throat> a lot of the um, priestly class and so on of the time were probably fairly wealthy. And they're the ones that everybody thinks are so holy. Everything. So that's my guess. That's a, that's a that's a that's a good guess. Like that's a, like in, in a bowling in bowl, if we're bowling you 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 picked up about four of the pins there. Uh, it's not I mean, even half. I don't even know. No, correct. That's that's good. But it's not bad. You know, you can get the spare. Sure. Um, so, <laughs> did you get any of that, Bill? <laughs> yeah. Uh, wealth uh, in the Old Testament era, and even first century. So Jesus' time. Uh, wealth was seen, understandably so, um, as a sign of God's blessing. Oh, sure. So for those, so for for Jesus's disciples, people who are wealthy, like the rich young man, as he's commonly called, um, their wealth was like, oh, God must have blessed. Mm-hmm. He's, he's got his wealth because God has blessed him. Right. So he must, therefore, God's blessed him. So he must be holy. And if he's holy, well, then surely he's going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. So when Jesus says how hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of heaven, like, wait, wait, what? What? But wealth means that they're doing it right. So this is, so Jesus goes on. The, so again, the disciples were amazed at his words. So Jesus again said to them in reply, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. They were exceedingly astonished and said among themselves, then who can be saved? Right. Jesus looked at them and said, for human beings, it is impossible, but not for God. All things are possible for God. 
So Jesus is shattering their conceptions of what's a sign of God's favor and and what wealth means in that regard. Because mm-hmm. we also read in the Bible so often like the wealthy, they're wealthy because they've been dishonest and so on. Right. Here, Jesus is saying, it's not about you. It's about the salvation that I want for all people, rich and poor, that I offer to you. And by the way, just real quick, the eye of a needle and the camel, it's not a metaphor. Jesus meant it literally. That's oh. why they're astonished. Oh, good to know. Thanks a lot, Dr. B. That was good stuff. You bet. In the studio with me today, I have two fine gentlemen. Usually I call one lovely. That is Dr. Chris Bergwald. Hi, Renee. Hi. He is the Director of Discipleship Formation for the Diocese. And we have the, well, I guess he's not lovely, fine, the fine father, Father Scott Trainer. Who is the? Who is the Vicar for Lay and Clergy Formation. Indeed. I have that one. Welcome, Father Scott. It's great to be with you, Renee. Thanks for having us. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys could be here today. So um, we're going to talk about a few things, but I want to kind of start out with, uh, we're going to do a little check-in, see mm-hmm. how things are going. Um, you guys- I am a doctor, so it's appropriate. <laughs> Renee. Are you, do you charge for this the- kind of check-in? I hope not. <laughs> That'll be $90, right. please. <laughs> um, <clears throat> we want to just see how, so we have a we have this thing, this vision going on around the diocese and um we want to see how things are going with that um see if people if you are seeing if if people are really latching onto this if people are this thing called lifelong catholic missionary discipleship through god's love did i get it all you did okay i better we've done that a few times <laughs> um we're gonna see how that's going uh and then we're gonna talk a little bit about an upcoming event that is kind of geared towards it so, are you ready? We're ready. Okay. So, uh, you've been out and about uh, on some road shows. And I told Father Scott that this is not going to start out the way we talked about to the beginning. And he's looking at me really funny going, it is not starting out that way. <laughs> I like to throw myself under the bus. So. I am not a doctor, but I am licensed <laughs> and I am a trained professional. <laughs> Hit me. <laughs> he's ready. We're ready. So, um, you've been out on road shows, kind of talking to people about the vision, about being missionary disciples, about how do I, how do I do this thing? So, what are you seeing out there? For are they are people getting it? Are they grabbing on? How are the parishes responding? What's going on? So <laughs> And he just passed that right off yeah, the crease. Yes, they yes they are. Okay. Yeah, that was okay, next. Great. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> so, so I yeah, this spring, uh, and I want to rehash maybe maybe let Father give some of the background if, if that'd be helpful. But this spring we were doing the road shows, uh, being out there talking with people around mm-hmm. the Diocese of Falls, all of Eastern South Dakota about the vision. And we have seen, we've had conversations with pastors. We've had conversations with laity since then. And we're seeing, and the beautiful, we're seeing people respond to the vision knowingly and unknowingly. Oh. So, which is really, oh, which is, cool. I mean, the Holy Spirit is definitely alive mm-hmm. and moving as we see in that yeah. way. So some people like they're doing I, I, the thing you want them to do, but they're like, what vision is this you're right, talking exactly. about? <laughs> so, so on the one hand, I can think of one parish where the pastor and his staff are like, we're going, let's go. Like, and, and, and they're moving They're Like we want to bring this vision to life mm-hmm. in our parish. Another instance I can think of where one parish where there are a couple of young people who decided, mm. Hey, we're going to, we want to throw um, swing dances every week during the summer. And they got hundreds of young people and adults responding, coming together as Catholics, building community, 
doing swing dancing. That sounds like fun. Which and parish line is dancing. This? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> okay. Wow. So, so both of those, the first one very clearly, deliberately, even the second one, because you, you're building community, yeah. a community of missionary disciples. They had friends coming, high schoolers inviting high schoolers, um, college-age kids hearing about this and coming. Mm-hmm. So in this particular parish, you were seeing uh, people, and that's one instance. Uh, other instances I know of where people, young people in particular, but also um, middle-aged and older, uh, aware of the vision or not, but they, I think I want to do this and bringing an idea forward to their pastor and, and the father's like, yeah. yeah, go for it. So even if they're not aware of the vision itself, they're feeling something that's pushing them to do these things, yeah. you yeah. think? Yep. Yeah. yeah. What so are you seeing? The word of God, Ooh, Renee, that thing. tells yes. us <laughs> that it is God who begets in us, who brings to life into us any measure of desire or accomplishment. So mm-hmm. what Dr. Bergwall is talking about is right on. Like, this is the truth. Like, in the building a culture of lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love is not something we can accomplish by our efforts. Right. It is a grace from God. And we, we are on the lookout for signs of that grace in action. Whether where that grace is landing and being bearing fruit is being done knowingly or unknowingly. Right. We want everyone to know the vision. We want everyone to have a chance to go mm-hmm. deeper into it, of course. But it is God who begets in us any measure of desire or accomplishment. So just the simplicity of saying, hey, you know, you've been in your parish for however long you've been in your parish. Mm-hmm. What do you always wish yeah. to be happening here? Yeah. That is that desire that is stirred in your heart for this good thing that can help people know Jesus more, grow in relationship with him, share him with others mm-hmm. in simple ways, everyday ways. Those are those inspirations, those graces as we're praying for God to raise up this culture in our diocese. We need to depend on God, like through God's love, right? Who is the Holy Spirit? He is the person of the communion of love of the Father and the Son. Right. A love so real, it's the third divine person, the Holy Spirit of God. And it's that love that is poured into our hearts. And that's what we're banking on. And that's what we see. And it's a joy to see it. Yeah, that's good. You guys both sound really excited about what's happening. I don't know what you mean. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So can I, can I? Yeah. Go ahead. The Holy Spirit is described somewhere as um, either the primary agent or, it's true either way, the animator of the new evangelization. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the animator, like to, to bring it to life. So I, and the, the related image to me, especially relevant to us in East and South Dakota, farmers know well, uh, we're getting a lot of rain recently, mm-hmm. right? Um, you can't grow crops without, but you can't make the rain. As Americans, we're used to right. doing certain things, right. but you can't make the rain. Right. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit is the dewfall, the rainfall. He's the rainmaker. Bring, he's the rainmaker. <laughs> he brings it. All, he brings it all to life. So yeah, we're on the lookout and seeing it where it happens, whether they know it or not, and we're seeing it. Yeah, and yeah. calling forth that response to God's inspiration, His love at work in our hearts that stirs up these good and holy desires. That's important to catalyze that desire into action. Right. Uh, so it is a both end. We need to call it forth and trust that God is working in the hearts and minds of people. I'm thinking of uh, a local parishioner here in Sioux Falls who had a real heart for young women who are trying to discern their Mm -hmm. vocation. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think she'd been thinking about that for a while, but it was when she started hearing about the vision, she's like, I think this is something God is asking me to respond to. Mm -hmm. And that thing has taken off like a, a house of fire to build a community among those women, to connect them with good spiritual direction, to offer opportunities to get to know about different religious communities, and just other times of formation and um, uh, 
fellowship. Right. And it's just like a beautiful gift and it's flourishing. And that's what we want to see just dozens and dozens of times all over the diocese. Yeah. And that was a young woman responding that wasn't a wife, a mom mm-hmm. of, of, of a young family. That wasn't anything that her priest initiated. It yep. wasn't anything that we initiated. Right. God initiated it. She responded. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people out there who have either an idea in their head, a thought in their heart, whatever mm-hmm. it is. You and I just had a conversation the other day, Father Scott, about something that's been rolling around in my brain for a little while. I'm not going to say it because then I'll have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not saying it yet. <laughs> but there's a lot of people like like that woman, like me, like all kinds of people who are thinking, I really think this should happen. So how do then people want to know how to do it. Yep. How do they do that? So- uh, the good thing is that if you have this great idea mm-hmm. or just a passion, a fire burning in your heart, a lot of people get stuck because they're like, oh, that would be great, but I can't mm-hmm. do that. Yes. That's Doesn't what I'm matter. thinking right now. <laughs> Bring the idea to the table. We've been working on our team and throughout the chancery with something called working genius. Right. Like, and to get anything done, you need someone who's asking good questions like, hey, what should we be doing? And are we doing things the best way? You need someone who has inventive ideas. Mm-hmm. You need someone else who can whittle down all those ideas into the best idea. That's discernment. Mm -hmm. You need someone who, once we have an idea, can get people together and let's go do it, (laughs) you know? Uh, And then you need someone who's like, yeah, I'll help you do that. And then you need people who are like, find a lot of joy getting the, seeding the thing to the finishing line. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I don't want anyone who's listening to us today to count themselves out for any reason. Right. So if you have an idea, if you're like, gosh, you know, uh, I'd be willing to help, but I can't like figure out all the details and whatever, but I would love to help out. Bring the gift that you have to bring and mm-hmm. trust that God is going to orchestrate that. So if you have, you're ready to work and someone else has an idea, but doesn't have the availability to work, God wants to bring you together right. to accomplish the thing that he wants to do because right. it's his work. That's good to hear because um, that makes me feel like the idea I have maybe could be done and I don't have to do it by myself, which is great. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, is there anything else you guys want to say about that before we kind of bring in this event that's coming up? I just want to encourage, so just to reiterate yeah. and, and compliment what we were just saying, um, you know, last fall and, or, and during the winter, many of us were reading a book mm-hmm. that really set Bishop DeGroote on fire from Christendom to Apostolic Mission. And there was a concept in there that a lot of people uh, responded to, apostolic messiness. Mm-hmm. Yes. So just the willingness to sort of so near, bring your idea forward mm-hmm. and 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 you know there's the natural fear and so on but in light of what father was just saying right. just in light of maybe my job is just to bring this idea yeah. forward and then somebody else is going to come alongside me mm-hmm. or maybe it's just going to get handed off to whoever else for people to be unafraid to have that boldness and that courage to say to somebody i think god's asking me to do this right. and then see where it goes yeah i think if we can remember what the apostles probably mm-hmm. did um <clears throat> early in the church they and a lot of other people had to bring ideas and they had no diocesan office to say, Oh yes, do this, do that. They were, they was, yeah. Messy would yep. be the word for it, but they mm-hmm. got it done and they got it done. And I mean, probably the biggest way possible. Right. And a lot of people think, um, gee, the thing I'm passionate about, what I don't really see how that can be useful mm-hmm. for growing our parish or helping people grow in faith. And I would just uh, encourage them like, Take that question to God. Mm-hmm. God, I'm really good about this thing. I really have a passion in this area. Can you show me, Lord, how that can be leveraged for respond as a response to this call that you're putting out across our diocese? Right. 
Today, as you've heard many times, the the fastest group of religious self-identification, like, hey, what religion do you identify with, are the nuns, the mm-hmm. N-O-N-E-S nuns, right? Which is a sign that there's a basic rupture of trust between that growing segment of the population, quickly growing segment of the population, and organized religion or the church or the Catholic faith or whatever. Mm-hmm. And for someone who is in that situation where that trust has been broken by whatever, however that's happened, um, the most effective evangelizing thing that can be done for that person as an outreach to that person is to build trust. That is to be a good human being to Mm -hmm. them, to show kindness to them, to offer friendship to them, to extend an invitation to them, to take sincere care about them, um, to desire to be of service to them. And there's all sorts of people that have embarrassing riches of gifts and passion in their life of being good and being of service and extending friendship and wanting to include. And when they can realize like, Oh, for a lot of people in my town today, that's actually the thing that will help them most particularly to take the next step closer to Christ in the church. That might be a new realization, but it's an important realization. And they might be, like you said, embarrassingly rich gifts. They might be the one person who can do that for that particular person That's that right. day. So we need to make sure we're using our gifts whenever we can. Mm-hmm. Amen. So um, in case you want to find out how to learn about some of this stuff. How to do that. There's, there's this great thing coming up. Okay, so you guys have put together an event called Through God's Love event conference. I'm not really sure what to call it. Conference? Yeah. Sure. Uh, we yeah. call it a conference, but it really is an event. It's an event. Yep. There's, yeah. It's a happening. It's, it's a happening. <laughs> it's on. <Yeah. laughs> so this is October 30th yep. at the Sioux Falls Convention Center. Um, can you tell us what this is going to be about and how this came about, why you decided to do this thing? So I, I the thing I want to say, I actually won't go back to the word. We are calling it a conference, but Renee, to me, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes conference can have a connotation. I'm going to sit here right. and I'm going to all day. I'm going to hear and, and hopefully there'll be a good speaker. And Our be first really lecture is on. <laughs> or, yes, this, and yes. I might be bored for half an hour, but right. then I'll be excited for half <laughs> Right, right. So as opposed to yeah. an event, so th- we'll talk about a number of elements, but people will not be, just be sitting in their chair all day simply okay. receiving. Good. There will be keynotes, Bishop DeGrood. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we've got breakout speeches. We've got mass. In the evening, we have adoration, confession. Praise and worship. So there's a number of elements that we can talk about, but I do like the word event mm-hmm. because the whole thing is, you know, I, I, with around the vision, I use the word, the term, the idea of a rallying cry. This is an opportunity for hundreds of Catholics from around the diocese to come together, to hear from our bishop, to hear from other speakers, to hear above all from the Lord mm-hmm. about what this vision will look like in their life in their family, in their parish, and for to, to help activate in their minds, this is what I'm asking right. of you. The Lord, not the right. bishop, not right. Father, not me, right. but what the Lord is saying, this is what I'm asking of you, so they can dream and imagine, oh my gosh, the possibilities are much. Because sometimes we get a little bit narrow in yeah. what it looks like. The possibilities are vast, and we want people at this event to be able to hear about. So you're hoping this is like basically a turning point for yep. people in their lives a as kickstart. far as missionary discipleship. Yep. A kickstart. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, but. yeah. I thought turning point was good. But it's also kickstart. <sighs> Thanks, Father Scott. <laughs> sure, but he liked kickstart better. So anyway, <laughs> always taking his side. Uh, okay, so can you tell us a little bit about the speakers that are going to be there? Because I think this is obvi- this is a big part of it. So people are going to want to know. Who's who's speaking and what are they going to be talking about? 
So uh, Bishop DeGrood will be there with a mm-hmm. starting keynote. Our MC for the whole day is Emily Leadham, who is the executive director of Catholic Family Services mm-hmm. uh, to lead us through the day. Okay. But Bishop DeGrood will be. She's uh, a great MC. Emily is a fantastic way, yeah. MC. But Bishop is just to sort of present as the shepherd uh, for him to articulate in the course of a keynote the this where the vision came from and what it means for him as our bishop. Right. Okay. Who else you got? We got Father Jeff Lorig from the Archdiocese of Omaha, and he has been a very active part of their diocesan team okay. that helps uh, parishes respond to building up missionary discipleship in their parishes at the local level. So your listeners will remember from other episodes that we're not doing a top-down diocesan plan. Right. We're not right. coming like with a big like, hey, do these 10 things and mm-hmm. that'll build missionary discipleship. Nope. We're putting out that vision and inviting a local response. Right. And there's different channels, especially in a rural diocese where people are like, golly, we don't have staff in our parish. How can right. we do a big effort? And Father Lorg has uh, years of experience in helping parishes overcome those obstacles, getting unstuck wherever they've been stuck. And it's really going to speak to the beauty of uh, how do you exercise Christian leadership in the parish mm. to help uh, animate a response that God is raising up, to say yes to the gifts that God is raising up in your parish family. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope we get a lot of young people for that because we need a lot of young leaders in our parishes, right. I think, especially the rural parishes <clears throat> to um, <clears throat> make them vibrant and pumping out all kinds of good things. So he's going to be sort of the closing keynote of the afternoon portion okay. of the day, okay. but he's also going to be doing breakouts on those okay. topics as well. Then there's a couple panels, right? Yeah. So in the morning, we've got a women's panel and a men's panel. And and the idea of having these panels, it's, it's women in one case, men in the other, who um, have been responding to the vision, again, in some cases, deliberately some cases oh i was already doing this before bishop agrude came even. right uh so an opportunity for women and men to hear from other women and men on how they as ordinary everyday lay men lay women have already been responding to the vision okay um anything else you want to say about any of the other speakers i know both of you are speaking right, right. along with eric gallagher yep mm-hmm. right afternoon we'll have afternoon breakout sessions right i'll right. send father jeff and I assume they'll be fantastically interesting. Yes? <laughs> they are. Of course. <laughs> so I'll be presenting on how is it that I open my heart to God to let him inspire and direct and sustain my daily living so as oh, to be yeah. a missionary disciple. So how do I grow in that personal relationship with God yep. so that God can actually move me in yeah. my life? Yeah. If you haven't uh, heard Father Scott speak in particular, um, I went through a retreat with him several months ago uh, in Broomtree. And I think he's a fabulous speaker. Uh, mm-hmm. I learned a lot. So if you haven't already, that would be reason alone. It was the Renee to- Cran stamp of approval. And I do not go to a lot of retreats. So uh, I thought it was great. Maybe it would be better if I went to a lot and then I could say he was very impressive compared to the That's, others. <laughs> he would have been. He is. Um, and of course, Burwald's always good, but. What are you, what are you, <laughs> wow. What's wow. on your, So I'm speaking about how you can't love what you don't know. Uh, yes. So in order for us to grow in, and you know, I've, yes. I've talked about that many times, but in order for us to grow in that relationship with God, we have to get to know him and mm-hmm. about him in a greater way. So how we can really use um, the rich heritage of our faith, particularly around the teachings that she mm-hmm. that are summarized for us and like the catechism that we find uh, richly in the word of God in the Bible, how we can use those, not just in a sense to become theologically smarter, but actually to deepen the relationship right. with God. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a huge uh, point there with right. that. Right. Uh, what is Eric? Uh, Eric is talking about letting God do the heavy lifting. And oh, his yeah. main point of focus is like, gosh, if I hear this vision, I'm like, 
oh man, this is going to be like a lot of work. Like, it's hard. <laughs> like people, it's hard. It's always uh, my thought. We're, we're, <laughs> well, wanna... <laughs> this is for you, Renee. It is. I need to come because, with him specifically. Indeed, if I really trust that it's God who begets in us any measure of desire or accomplishment, I can trust that he wants to do the heavy lifting. And when I am uh, co-responding, right, I'm corresponding to God's grace and uh, movement in my own heart together with others who are also inspired by God. The work is joyful. Mm -hmm. It's free and it's joyful and it engages the best things that I have in me, which is always a delight when we can really leverage our natural and supernatural gifts for a good cause. Mm -hmm. It's delightful. It's life-giving. It's refreshing. It's not a burden. It's not a task. I might just give Eric's talk instead. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's a great, so it's, I'm really glad uh, he's going to be point, make, drawing out that point of emphasis. Right. Okay. So we have, go ahead, Father Scott, you're going to say something. No, else. it's just going to be remiss. Like it is an event and right. it's actually starting Friday night. So right. through God's oh, love, yeah, yes. which people yeah. can register for is an all day uh, thing on Saturday from mm -hmm. 8 a.m. till. Yeah. We start, yeah. Uh, doors open at eight and we'll be done by nine with a dinner break in there. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, but Friday evening from six to 9 yes. PM, because it's the year of St. Joseph and because we have nine parishes dedicated to St. Joseph, nine. including our cathedral in the diocese <laughs> of Sioux Falls in this universal year of St. Joseph, we're going to have a St. Joseph family festival mm -hmm. on uh, Friday night from six to nine. Uh, and there's gonna be all sorts of things, yep, this inflatable is games, be dancing, yeah. family games, uh, maybe some axe throwing. I'm not sure if that made the cut <laughs> I don't or think not. I made the cut. I, oh, sorry. We should have brought the dunk tank though. Right, should have brought the dunk tank. But all sorts of things for uh, family fun for all ages. And uh, it's just a great way in this year of St. Joseph to have a, a family celebration as a diocese. So yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. We were able to join that together at the convention center with our Through God's Love event on yeah, Saturday. I think that'll be great. Can so, I steal a little bit of your time from... Yeah, Biblical yeah, Bites. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want to make sure it's clear who should come to this event. Right. right. Can you guys so, tell me who should come? So for Friday night, yeah. that's a free event that's yep. open to everybody, all ages. Right. So families, children, adults, everybody mm -hmm. can come Friday night, six to nine. SF Catholic slash festival to mm -hmm. find out more about that. Saturday, uh, I would say like age range. Like I've been saying to adults, but even high school, or even younger, like if they if 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 they've heard about the vision, and I know some junior high kids, to yeah. be honest, who who are would really be drawn and find it helpful, but it's it, the primary audience is really just any adult or mature youth uh, who is has heard a little bit about the vision, but wants to understand what am I be? How can I respond to this vision? What is God asking me to do? And wants to be together with others who are like mind. Right, yeah. right. And we're really hoping that event will be not only informative but encouraging and inspiring because there's something about coming together with like-minded people, yes. like. I want to find out more about this or like I had this idea, but I don't really know where to go yep. with it. Can you guys help me out? And you start to hear those conversations and the, you know, in between times and whatnot, it's super encouraging yeah. and it's just good. By the way, can we say after the last year and a half we've had, isn't it just <laughs> good to come together as a yes. diocesan family? Yes. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to that uh, greatly. Like yeah. what a great gift to be able to come together uh, for a great celebration like this. Yeah. I think it'll be great. So Come join us. Uh, what, where do they find the tickets? So for that, sfcatholic.org slash TGL for yep. Through God's Love. Right, right. Okay, good. I'm very much looking forward to it, looking forward to it guys. So uh, we'll see you there, I'm sure. We'll see you there, Renee. Thanks, Renee. We'll, we'll actually, communications will be there. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a booth you there. Got a booth? We'll have a booth there. And so you're gonna come, come and visit and us. And you're going to come to my breakout, right? Of course. Oh, okay. 
Oh, no, no. Are they at the same time? Are you two at the same time? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to repeat the afternoon, so you can go oh, to mine and follow. Perfect. Oh, perfect. Lock and pop, and what is going on? Okay, that's enough now. <laughs> All right, thanks you guys very much. Thanks for doing that. All right, if you haven't found us on social media yet, you can do that at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SF Diocese, and on YouTube as well. Same place. That's it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic views. Oh, 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 oh